Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. Today is Friday. It's actually Friday today, August 25th. And we have a special guest. We have Dan from Pendle here, who is riding the wave of big news that Binance Labs has made an investment in the Pendle. So congratulations, Dan. Thank first you. First and foremost. Yeah. Uh, so how did this all come about? I mean, that's pretty significant to have Binance Labs come in uh, and... Yeah, I usually think this is uh, the conversation kind of starts when we started talking to finance the listing. You know, the last time I was in this uh, show was when finance just listed us, um, and we were not even aware of uh, them uh, listing us. So I think all of them are under very strict NDA. So they had uh, interests and talks with us, and then we're not really looking to race, but um, uh, runway is really healthy, but. We are open to chat with people who can be very aligned with us, a synergy down the line. And as we mentioned to you uh, before, we recently launched Panel Earn and trying to basically integrate Panel Earn into more of the uh, Earn products out there. I think uh, also Binance being one of the, pretty much the biggest player in the space, I think there should be quite a lot of synergy uh, that we have with Binance. So yeah, proceed with the conversation. And yeah, pretty much uh, here we are today. Uh, so like, I know you probably have a lot of NDAs on stuff going forward, but uh, maybe you could come back to Pendle Earn and what that is providing, and then we could probably reply guy uh, as to as to what we think that could be. And then you sure. could just blink um, once or twice. You could just like blink once or twice and let us know. Yes or no. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, so this is give a brief run through about Pendle Earn. So. Um, it's very short about Pendle. We are a yield trading protocol, so you can do a bunch of yield trading, uh, yield trading stuff, yield strategies, getting fixed yield, leverage your position, positions on yield. Basically, a bunch of yield strategies. Now, this is very, these are the strategies are very complicated. So we launched a product called Pendle Earn, which runs on the exact same contract as you know the Pendle Trade part, which is the yield trading part. Well, what Pendle Earn provides fixed yield for users. Now. The thing is, the fixed yield that we provide is are enabled by underlying yields like STE or like GLP yield or other stablecoin yield like Spark um, Protocol. Those yields are natively higher than whatever the centralized earn parties can provide. So when we launch Pendle Earn, the idea is that we can use this as kind of a proxy for all the other earn products who use Pendle to provide fixed yield to their users. So one bad example I know, but it's like how Gemini was using Celsius. No, yeah, Silver Gemini was using Celsius for the Celsius, uh, sorry, the Gemini Earn product. And I think we can play quite a big role over there. So that's the whole idea of us launching Panel Earn. And yeah, now it's just, uh, just to share a little bit, OKX Wallet recently just integrated Panel Earn as well to provide oh. fixed yield for OKX Wallet users. Um, I think that was a couple of weeks ago, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I think. And yeah, I think that's kind of like the, one of our key focus on the BD side at the moment. That's great. Wow. That's nice that there's uh, healthy competition between the exchange, or not competition, but healthy like cooperation between the exchanges where like, you know, OKX is working with you guys and then also Binance as well too. Uh, it's great to see like a, a DeFi kind of making it, making the rounds, right? Because then it shows that, hey, this product is valuable for uh, potentially a lot of people and it should be integrated in a lot of places. For sure. Uh, I think at the, at the moment, the only thing that's confirmed is OKS Wallet. I mean, they've launched uh, everything else still, various surface level conversations that I can't really share at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think one thing that's interesting is like how, how hype people are with RWAs, bringing like mm. off-chain assets on-chain. I think we're doing the other way around, bringing on-chain assets off-chain. So narrative hasn't really caught up yet, but 
we're, hope, <laughs> we're, hope, we're hopeful that it's uh, starting to shed some light in the future. Oh, so you mentioned RDBAs. Would this be something to the effect of of working with these new treasury products that are coming on? So we have like Open Eden. We also have uh, a few other uh, big names who have launched treasuries, uh, like Ondo as well, too. Uh, will those be added to Pendle at some point? Yeah, as um, we would love to, as long as they're not permission. So we don't have access to the T-bills that they uh, mm -hmm. that they provide. But recently, we've been trying to hop ourselves into the RWA narrative as well. So uh, actually, a few hours before Binance announced their, um, uh, them investing in us, we actually announced two new assets on Pendle, which is the Spark, the Spark protocol SGI and Flux USDC from Flux protocol, which is a money market with the yields driven by on those OUSG uh, yield. So those are kind of like our two playgrounds for um, you know to dabble into RWAs on Pendle to see how much interest we can get. Because the thing is, you can get fixed yield on Pendle with these assets. Now, well, depending on where the market where the market thinks the yield is gonna be down the line, you can kind of like construct a yield curve if we set on more maturities on Pendle for these fixed yields. But at the moment, you only have one uh, one term, which is I think uh, slightly over a year. So if you want to lock the current the current fixed yield at whatever is trading at Pendle right now, uh, you can lock it for you know pretty much a year. So if you think that the, the rates will not sustain over 2024, um, then yeah, feel free to lock it in Pendle. But of course, the rates are based on uh, market sentiments and based on where the market thinks the yield is going to be. But yeah, that's kind of like our first adventure to RWA. Uh, so the first step is, of course, to gather TVL. I think the players in the RWA space getting you know this 4 or 5% yields tend to trade in larger sizes as when the you know the yields matter. So we're trying to get uh, as much detail as possible at the moment. So we launched on, I think, slightly slightly above 24 hours ago. I think we are currently close to 10 mil in aggregate TVL in our in RWAs. So yeah, good to see people see some interest in RWAs. Also providing liquidity on Pendle with your RWAs, pretty much, there's pretty much no IL there. Um, there's, you can read through the docs on how we enable that, but pretty much, you know, people can just park their funds on the pendle and just earn uh, additional yield and let artists trade uh, the yield from these RWAs as much as they want. That's cool. Yeah, so you can come and deposit. So, like, let me just bring this up. So, uh, I can come and deposit, like, say, SDI, which is uh, the uh, like stake die version that collects yield. And then over the course of 397 days until the 25th of September, 2024, uh, I will earn a 9.3% yield. Uh, yeah. So, so you're currently at the liquidity page. So mm -hmm. you're providing liquidity on the pendle here with your SDI and note that there's no IL. I think that's one thing that. So here's the, we'll start really with. Down. We'll go back. So, so here's the, the here's the fixed AP, here's the fixed yield page. So this is the first one we should probably talk about. So here, yes. if you want to earn fixed yield with SDI, you yep. just you deposit anything really, and it converts it into DAI, and then you'll earn a, a fixed four percent yield until September. Yes. Yep. You're 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 right. And you know you can if you have SDI already, and you're not you're you're okay with holding SDI. You can just simply go to the liquidity page and provide liquidity for those people who want to get do want to get the fixed yield. I mean, if you want to go a little bit deeper on how we enable that, so SDI, you can think of it as like a floating yield. You can think of it like a floating coupon bond. Um, what we do is just strip the coupon away from the coupon bond, 
you get a zero coupon bond and there's coupon payments. That zero coupon bond is a fixed um, fixed yield. And now that's what you're buying on the fixed yield section on uh, the earn page over there. If you want to see how we enable all, all of this, like the full-fledged yield trading part here, you can go to the trade page. There's a toggle on the right there. And yeah, you can see uh, all of our markets at the moment. So you can see, you know, you can either long yield, which is you're buying that coupon payment, the yield, the yield receivable portion of SDI, and or or you can get fixed APY on uh, SDI. Seems pretty good, twenty four percent on the. Well, that assumes that the the yield from SDI doesn't drop. If it drops, then basically what you're paying, you're you're earning less than what you're paying. So right. that twenty four percent is going to drop. So, you know, it's it's on you to decide where it is. Now that yield. Know where the market thinks the yield is gonna be is determined by the number implied APY. It is shown uh, somewhere in the DAP, and it's also in the um, market page. Now that implied APY is where the market thinks the ESTA yield is gonna be. Hmm. Oh, in one year from now. Uh, overall, yeah, until maturity. So the thing is, if you have different diff different maturities, like what we see in our STE pools. Now you can start to construct a yield curve and where the market thinks the implied APY is for these different different maturities. So for example, you see those the 2027 maturity of the implied APY is 3.74%, whereas the 2025 maturity is the implied APY of 3.69%, and then the shorter maturity you have implied APY of like even higher. And you can think you can kind of think of this like kind of like an inverted yield curve. Um, so People just basically saying in the short term, saying high yield, in the long term, they have, they have lower yield. But you can also, you can also make, make uh, sorry, this is a nor nor normal yield curve, but it's an inverted yield curve. It's in a um, 2027, 2025 um, uh, portion. So, but I think at the moment, the market is not as efficient. So people don't really know what, what, what they're doing here. I think the market is efficient right now is on the GLP pools. So, yeah, um, pe people actually look at the fees and try to sp speculate on where the yield is going to be. So I have a question about the yield curve. Um, is it possible to like, um, like sell the like? Let's say I think the this yield yep. token is too high of a price, right? Like five yep. five point two three percent is like way too high, and I want to lock my fixed yield in by at at the shorter maturity, and then like sell the long maturity and and hope that it it collapses. Is that possible? Yes. So none of your positions are locked. So this fixed APY, you can think of it as like buying the zero coupon bond version of that asset. And you can enter at any point in time and you can exit at any point in time. But do note that with the point of entry and exit, the price can be different. And that's when you start to call people calling yield trading. So the bigger traders in our uh, our pools are, you know, as usual, the same few addresses. And these people um, are pretty aware of what's, what's going on. And what they do is they kind of time the market, time the yield, and see you know when it's good to enter uh, the yield position or enter the principal position, which is the fixed APY position. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can do whatever you want, speculate on yield. So the, the thing here is that price, I know all of us are not, not everyone here is uh, like Wen Moon uh, and predict <laughs> good trader, but I think yields are much more predictable than price. So if you are very aware of the direction of a yield that specific asset is going, you can trade that. And you can trade that specific asset onto, uh, and pendle. I think that's very clear in GLP, when the GLP yields pretty much the, you know, how much volume, how much fees they generate. And people who actively monitor the fees can, you know, um, trade yield, you know, like, like how they want. So for example, if you think next week GLP is gonna generate crazy amount of high yield, you buy that YT, which is you buy that yield portion, 
you suck in the yield for that one week and you can sell it away if you think the yield is going to drop the week after. Hmm. Yeah, that goes the same thing as let's say, uh, beside the GLP pool, you see the ARP ETH pool that we have. So those are the LP tokens of Camelot. So if you think that the LP, the LP token is going to generate high amount of volume over the next couple of weeks because of high volatility, you can buy the yield portion, get all the swap fees in that duration and exit when you think the volatility is going to drop. So there's many different kinds of these strategies that you can do if you know, depending on how familiar you are with the assets that we support. So are you seeing like differences in trader behavior between the dollar pools that you have and the Ethereum pools you have, which look like the biggest ones? Sorry, difference in uh, behavior like in where? The, the, your user behavior, like are your users approaching the Ethereum markets like different from the dollar markets? Um, yes. I would I would I would say that people people in all markets are just straight up. The market is very inefficient right now in crypto. People don't understand how to trade yield, um, so a lot of them just buy fake yield and forgets about it. And you get these very very few people who understand how buying the yield portion works and come in and fix in the price if they are if they are okay with the asset. So assets like STETH and RDE people are okay in holding it. So people come do come in. So in assets that are they're not comfortable holding, like for example, the Pendle ETH LP tokens, right? They 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 won't come in and fix the what whatever yield arbitrage position that you can take there. So yeah, it depends on 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 uh, on the asset. But on things like GLP, yeah, we do see some pretty interesting behavior that we expect that we expect from the traditional markets. Yes, yeah, so yeah, just to bring up here, uh, just to show, like, so the yield the yield token can actually go below the fixed price token right or so like here on stickfrax eth on the thena on on bnb the underlying apy so the yield token is is yielding 2.3 percent but the fixed token or the price token is yielding 2.8 percent yes so technically in this pool you're you're earning more fixed yield than the underlying fixed yield. this is where i think market is inefficient at the moment but you can also make our make, make the case that the underlying yield is low just for short term so that might be the case but um in my honest opinion this is just an example of an inefficient in, in, uh, inefficient market but also this pool is very hard to understand because it is actually the lp token right. for athena's frex ETH, eth pool so you're actually trading on the volatility of the frex eth pool on Thena. so that is concept that's pretty hard to understand for most retails <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so I think talking about like what is difficult and what is easy for retail to understand, I completely agree, obviously, right? Uh, I think a lot of this sort of stuff requires someone sophisticated to price it correctly. But that's where I think, you know, you guys are doing a great job with some of the more retail-focused products like Earn, right? So, but what I'm interested in is essentially, what do you guys see right now as the biggest... Um, demand in terms of the earn product right where where do you think users are really seeing this earn product and seeing uh that it can provide value for them is it like the eth side is it the usd side is it something else is it maybe glp what do you think my honest opinion will be the uh usd pools and um for, for, from a user perspective i can't really say how, how where people want to fix yields uh one one fix yields from from honestly from where we see our most successful assets to date are assets with crazy high volatility and yield. So STE yields are generally pretty stable. So people don't really trade that yield and getting fixed yield on STE, let's say for 4% is pretty much 
the STE yield itself is really stable at around four to five percent anyway. So there's no point in that. But I think default yields are very unstable. Like for example, GLP. Back then, when GLP before GMX moved to V2, GLP yield was staying at around twenty percent or more. And if you have locked those fixed yield on pendle, you, you would have just you could have just held that twenty percent yield all the way until maturity, and you're pretty much beaten everyone who's holding old holding GLP on GMX. So that has been pretty popular for us. But that market hasn't existed when Pendle Earn launched. So yeah, we're looking forward for more of these kind of assets. And I think going back a little bit further to V1, our most popular asset was actually a rap memo from Wonderland. When APO was what four or five digits, and that's when you get fixed yield on that on those assets. People are raving about it before they drop uh drop drop the yield down. So yeah, these assets have been really popular and yeah, we're kind of looking forward to more of these volatile assets again. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, really for these like larger products like Lido, I mean, when you're talking about like a 30 basis points difference between like the yield token and the price token, uh, you can really only effectuate like large trades in this scenario. Like you have to be, you have to be yeah. big, uh, but yeah. the higher the APY is, you know, obviously there's way more volatility in the, uh, in like the interest rate or like the yield that's coming in. Uh, and so you can, there's, it's much easier to, to trade that as a retail trader. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you see any differences between the way that sort of, uh, I, I'm sure you've spoken to a lot of retail in terms of, uh, I mean, sorry, not retail institutions in terms of, mm -hmm. uh, even fixing their yields and stuff. And I can, I like my obviously hypothesis is something along the lines of completely what you said, right? Retail doesn't really care about these small uh, basis point swings, but I'm sure institutions do, right? So uh, if an institution is holding ETH and they want 4% uh, rather than 3.5%, that's a big, big difference for them uh, rather than retail. So do you see any of these sort of differences when you speak to these institutions when they kind of look at these more, uh, I mean, less volatile pools? Uh, yeah, for sure they do. Uh, and I think, it's a product that's something that we've been building as well. So at the moment, we don't have a limit order in place. And it's something that we are looking to make. Either just create a limit order or create an off-chain RFQ system to match orders between large institutions, uh, if, if, if we can do it. Because again, like what I mentioned, these small percentage swings matters, matters a lot for them. So they can't really monitor the RAM and 24-7 uh, if you can create this uh, limit, limit order RFQ system to match these orders, and that'll be good. I think a big part of this because what we learn is a lot of these fixed seal transactions are brokered off-chain from this big uh, from this this bigger monies. They don't go to an AMM just because there doesn't exist. Uh, now we provide that platform, but liquidity might not be sufficient for their size. So if they can create like a you know, kind of like a RFQ platform uh, off-chain to match these uh, to match these orders. Um, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer for us. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's one of our biggest priority uh, at the moment in building it. So yeah, I mean, that's clearly just to cater for institutions. I think to, to your question a little bit more, institution, yes, have been people who are the most interested in Pendle, uh, just because they have the knowledge to how to trade yield and they see the value in yield trading. Damn, that's, that's really interesting. So you're saying essentially that you can, uh, I mean, soon you'll be able to put in these limit orders whether it be like directly on the AMM or whether that be like on off chain so that you can get yeah, like I the think exact it'll be matched. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll match it, which, whichever order comes off chain mm -hmm. on AMM, we'll, we'll, we'll match it to, 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 to whatever order you put. So it doesn't matter actually where, where it goes. So it just merged, merged liquidity. Ah, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
So yeah, it is something that, well, well I, I personally think is it will be very useful for institutions because you can set your order somewhere uh, in a yield level that you think you're, you're comfortable holding. So yeah. Actually, yeah, I've, I, uh, I think I was speaking to, um, I don't actually know who he is on the team. I forgot his name, but the guy that has like the eight profile picture. Um, and ah, he, yeah, he's our uh, CTO. Yeah, he, he, he's, uh, he's always talking to me about like the yield trading and uh, especially when we were trying to buy um, and fix our yield on GLP, uh, something like a limit order would have been so much more uh, interesting, especially because we could like, you know, not act, get, get hit by slippage or nothing like that. We can have, have, a, have a sort of view on the market and then uh, make sure that gets filled at the price that we want, right? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's been one of the most requested features uh, from informed traders on Pendle. Now, when is this something that could be integrated into Umami, for like having, like uh, in your in your GLP vaults? Yeah. So this is uh, this is kind of what I'm I'm thinking here in terms of uh, you know what what sort of retail likes to trade what what assets, especially like you know you're talking about the difference between ETH or USDC, uh, and and the yield between them. Um, I think. Definitely, if, if, you know, there's a lot of retail focus or even institution focus to get like fixed yields on USD, then uh, I think there's definitely a mark to kind of do that uh, when you when you have these sort of separated yields in uh, different asset buckets, right? Yeah. And it seems that like this is really like prime for growth. I mean, you talked about RWAs, but, you know, once you have these like trillion dollar markets, coming online uh you know like fixed versus float trading is a is a key part of of all like rates right like i mean if you're yeah. trading any sort of fix like like fix you product um or like structured product or something like there's always a, a fixed versus floating rate market yeah yeah it's and a very big market in traditional finance but it's just not there not here in crypto yeah yeah i um, guess uh, they DJs don't really care if they're getting uh, these insane APIs. They they don't they haven't really cared. But now that institutions are coming, I think they will care a lot more, right? And especially I think uh, now that now that it's like the bear market, people definitely uh, have started to care that you know why is my GLP not earning twenty percent, you know, mm -hmm. um, anymore? Yeah. And so it's it's I think the narrative is definitely strong. That the other question I had actually was uh, the other day. I think you guys did an integration with Dolomite where Dolomite um, listed yeah. YT GLP. It's a, this is the first yeah. time, I guess, that YT has been used as collateral. Do you have any, uh, like any, any, anything to say there? Any, anything interesting? Any insights, I guess? Because uh, I find that really yeah, so, interesting. Um, if you think about it, uh, how should I put this? YT is the more capital efficient way of entering yield. Uh, diving a little deep into the me uh, mechanics here, so we can bring me back if, I, if I'm going too deep. YT is the yield portion of the asset. Now, let's say, let's use ST as an example. STET, let's say, is 5%. So if you're buying a YT portion, it's very, very cheap to buy the yield portion to be exposed to the same yield that you're getting with STET. Now, so we're basically buying one YT ETH, one YT STET, you're earning a notional value yield from one STET. Now, that YT STET is very, very cheap, which means that YT, the price swing for YT in percentage terms compared to the capital that you put in is much larger than the capital uh, than the price swing that you see in PT. 
Now, if you put that into Dolomite, you can short that yield in a much more capital efficient way than shorting PT, just because of the price swing that you, more volatile price swing that you see on YT. Um, hmm. Same case as looping uh, YT. I mean, I mean all, all of it's just like the difference in price behavior uh, of YT and uh, PT, just because YT's um, price percentage, uh, what YT represents a much larger emotional value and its price volatility is much larger. I mean, options, you can pretty much find a Greek equivalent for environmental developers there, so probably not. Yeah, that's exactly actually what I was I was kind of looking at it at, like because uh, the only way on Pendle right now to sort of short the yield is to actually buy PT and yeah PT is essentially yes. not not only like the small yield portion but also uh, the entire the entire um, principle right so getting rid of that I think yeah it's it's sort of a capital efficiency on top of capital efficiency right yes so let's let's yeah, say I have better. like let's say I have like. 10 Steth or 10 State Fraxeth or something like what can I do with like can you walk through that user flow of kind of the different trades that I could take on Pendle with those products sure so if you have 10 Frax 10 State Fraxeth you can either or let's be go let's go with the Pendle. let's go with the lighter one cuz there's different maturities on that one and I think that we could like talk about like yeah let's, that let's cancel out the maturities i don't i don't think yeah. i think maturity is not really that relevant in your uh, user's decision uh decision okay. making unless you're a pretty advanced trader and you decide which maturity you're comfortable holding it for so there are three main tracks here i would say um first one it's very basic lp so if you're already holding asterisk e just park it onto pendle and provide you provide liquidity on pendle with your asterisk e for other people to trade yield of as uh, extract seed. Now, uh, you can look into the, you can look to our docs on how we enable this uh, yield trading. But pretty much, you know, you have really negligible IL uh, providing liquidity on Pendle. We'll be releasing a study on IL study on Pendle uh, pretty shortly, so you can have a look at that. But you can just provide liquidity onto your extract seed, onto our extract seed pool, and just set and forget. So basically, there's extra yield on top of your extract seed, and. Then the other thing is if you're not comfortable in providing liquidity due to various reasons, security reasons or whatever, um, you can just sell your, you can buy the PT of your XFX ETH, which you can find it in the market page or basically get converting that yield, whatever you're earning on XFX ETH to a fixed yield portion on mm -hmm. uh on pendle now if you're even more savvy and you have this portion of asterisk ETH, that the, the second one getting fixed yield the third one if you're more savvy and you feel like you're comfortable in trading the yield and you think that the yield of asterisk ETH in the coming months or years until maturity is going to go up higher than where you're currently holding and you want to increase your exposure to that yield receivables you purchase yt now you're basically converting whatever position that you have into just a pure yield portion of the token. So yeah, you're, you're gonna pretty much giga leverage your uh, yield position on uh, SREX ETH. That's only if you think that the yield of SREX ETH is gonna go up. But so, most people are either stuck in step one or step two. Okay, but I could also sell the yield token. So if I think the yield's gonna go down, I could just dump the yield token and buy more of the PT, right? Yes, yes. You can either dump in more to PT or you can dump it to SREX ETH or whatever asset that you want. Not, so no it, position it, on panel is locked. So like looking at this chart, if I had sold the, the yield token up here and now it's trading below the, the PT price, I would have made a, yes. that's a good trade, right? Yeah, that would, have, would, that would have been a good trade, yeah. So now PT holders are actually earning more in fixed yield than YT holders. And then like at some point down here, I could probably like rebalance into the yield token with the expectation that maybe it'll rise above the, the PT token again, 
Um, so if you're buying YT at the moment, it'll be very overpriced. So if you think that that green line is gonna shoot above the blue line, then uh -huh. yeah, buy yeah, you can you can buy YT. Wait, why did you, why did you say it's like overpriced for the YT? Or under sorry, it's underpriced. It's underpriced. Overpriced. And then it would so if, if so, the implied APY is mm -hmm. where the PT is trading at, which also determines where YT is trading at. Uh, um, the right, implied okay. APY is basically saying that where the market implies is implying the yield is at. So your PT getting fixed yield at that price, YT you're basically losing money because you're buying YT at that price. So a little bit of a little bit deeper to the mechanics, PT and YT is minted from the underlying. So S mm -hmm. ETH mints PT YT which means the sum of PTYT is equal to the underlying, which means the PTYT price is inverted to one another. PT price goes up, YT price goes down, PT price goes down, YT price goes up. Basically saying that your fixed yield portion goes down, Your if your fixed yield price goes down, it's basically mean, meaning that your YT, your yield position goes up, becomes more expensive. In this case, the fixed yield portion is uh, at 5%. So are you, are you and white white tea is also priced there. So are you comfortable enough in buying yield at that price or not? So if you are actually buying yield at that price, you'll be losing you'll you're losing money, assuming the underlying yield stays at the current level. And right. it's a little it's a, it's a little bit complicated, but I think that's all about this the beauty of yield trading, I would say. Yeah. So this complexity, I think, was what kind of like was quite daunting for people, which is why we came up with Pendle Earn. Um, in the first place, it's just like, okay, you want fixed yield, come fix yield, you know, private liquidity, private liquidity. For people who understand the complexities of yield trading, they can come and fix the skewed market afterwards and just fix whatever inefficiencies that panel uh, earned people are doing. Seems like this really, like, I, I don't, Winmoon, you can probably comment on this a bit more since you're probably trading it, is that it seems there, there's probably a lot of inefficiencies right now Yes. in, in the market. Yeah. Uh, my, my view is like the number one thing to kind of understand, right, is that it's not impossible. Like it's it it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if the uh, true underlying APY is above uh, the implied, it, that isn't necessarily like an inefficiency. It could just be the case that, you know, one week um, GLP's uh, APY is low, but, you know, the in entire market expires like I think 400 days or 300 days. It has like a very long expiry and you're trading essentially the yield for the entire um, oh, yeah. maturity. Hey. That's what you want to kind of think. So you are basically saying, uh, you know, day to day, uh, APY will go up and down and up and down. But um, what will happen over the long term? And that's what you're trading. Um, and I think I, I've kind of done a bit of yield trading here and there. I'm not going to lie. And it's kind of very easy for me just because a lot of the market has very, very quick recency bias, right? As soon as, um, especially with GLP market, uh, I won't go into it too much, but um, it's, it's really funny to me that like you can see that the yield might be low the next week on the Tuesday, but GLP's APY updates on Wednesdays. Right. And so what what tends to happen, though, is like literally on the time where like GLP APR goes down, even though you knew it was going to go down anyway, that's when the implied APY will dump. And you're just kind of like, oh, well, you know, you can kind of front run this. So it's 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 really interesting to kind of watch. There is definitely a lot of inefficiencies, but, you know, it's not as easy as, you know, if the green line is above the blue line. We do this, and if the, if it's the other way around, we do the other thing. No, it's a little yeah, bit. But more this, 
but this sort of like this sort of swing that you can see here going from like three percent three percent underlying apy in the yield token to like 18 percent is that if i bought it at three percent and it goes to 18 have i just made like a ton on the yield no, token? No, so you're, you're not you're not buying that right on, on pendle you're you're trading the blue line you're not trading the green line oh okay that's wait but, but can't but can't you buy the yield tokens though yeah yeah but so that's the blue i think uh the way to explain it is you're buying it for pt you're buying a blue line and you're getting the yield of whatever the blue line is showing but for yt you're buying a blue line but you're getting the green line yields perfect uh -huh. yeah that's that's actually the best way so if if you yeah. buy blue line and the green line is higher at the end like oh like average uh, on an average basis you've uh -huh. lost money uh, and then the other way around right Oh, so you want to buy yeah. it when it's high, and then the and then it goes down, right? Because then the price would be. If, if, you, if you think it's mean reverting, right? And I think right. a lot of the stuff, yes. stuff like this is right because ah, GLP okay. is based on volatility. It's a bit mean reverting, so uh, you, like oh, yeah. Okay, so it's more about it's more about playing the spread between the YT and PT, where like you're looking for these extreme moves, like here, like out when the the underlying is like fifty, right? Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that is a perfect example because it, obviously the blue line doesn't shoot up to 50, but it does shoot up quite considerably. Uh, and I, I think it's like 20% there. But, you know, if you if you knew, if you know that, you know, oh, wait a second, it's not going to stay at 50% forever and it's not even going to stay above this, then you can then you can buy PT there and you're going to be in a good spot, which you are right now, right? Yeah. So if you notice the blue line is generally trading above the green line so the fixed yield yeah. that pt holders are getting so far has been better than just all, all, all the yt traders which is usually the case if you're taking a passive approach on an asset usually you win uh more often than not against the people who are actively trading against you so if i'm thinking about this like in options terms like what exactly like how would i who's the rider of the option and who's the buyer of the option I, I, I wouldn't really view or it, is it Or is that even like the wrong mental model to think about this? In? Yeah, I, I would view it much more. Like I think uh, Dan puts it perfectly, right? Zero coupon bond and, yeah. uh, um, you know, just the, the yield portion and, and all that kind of yep. stuff. Okay. Yeah, you can think, really think of it. I mean, another example would be, an example that we use a lot is the rental yield. You buy a house and you can split the rental to someone else. Let's say I buy the house, but I give you the rental fee means you're getting a white <laughs> And I, but I own the house because I own the principal, I own the PT tokens, and I can sell it away to someone else. That is, you can sell it for a cheaper price because it's not earning any rental yield. And that's a good analogy. And then there's a bunch of different analogies that you can um, use to explain um, Pendle over here. But the one thing you can highlight is the capital efficiency of YT. So if you zoom in the, the chart that you was showing just now, uh, the, the short, shorter term chart, the, yeah, so this blue line over there, let's say it's like 12%, and the green line is around 18%, um, roughly. And if, let's say, that stays all the way to maturity, how much you're earning as YT is actually 50%. You can think of it as a percentage there. So like 80, 18% is you know, 50% 15, 50 higher than 12%. So that's roughly your profit for YT holders because of just how oh, okay. much yield you're getting. Uh, ah, so, so I understand it now. So you're, you're trying to buy the YT tokens when the implied yield is quite low. And then yes. looking to see the, the implied yield like move higher to like 13 percent for go from like nine to 13 percent yes okay yeah so and now we can sorry go ahead 
Now, just, just saying that you, you can exit your YT position at, at a profit by trading that YT value. Mm. Or you can just buy, buy PT and wait until it goes down. Uh, if the PT is inverse of YT, which means that I'm the underlying, if the implied APY goes down, PT price goes up. Then you can sell the PT again, go back into your YT position when the, the blue line is low, and then do it repeatedly again and again. But it's only if you understand how the market works. Hmm. It's very cool. Yeah, I think Dan puts it perfectly right. And the only thing I'll say is I, I really, uh, I, I'm going to find it really interesting when we see um, how, how does the yield trading change when, when you know, Dolomite does this integration and maybe other, other people do this integration on YT. Because, yeah, it's, it's been kind of capital inefficient to short the yield. It's been very yes. capital efficient to long. But uh, as, you, as you say, the best way to kind of do it right now was flipping between YT and PT. But now you can essentially do long YT versus short YT, which is going to be really interesting. And hopefully it, it means we're going to have um, a lot better um, pricing. And it, Sam, if you quickly just show that chart again, chart again, I can show you like a perfect example of uh, exactly. Yeah, let me bring it up. And then um, I've got Dolmite up as well, too. So you see, you see, um, just scan over the, because uh, our faces are above the line. Go back a bit. Uh, here, let me just, here, I can do this. Yeah, All go right. go to like the 7th, 7.31. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit, a little bit forward. You see this like dip that just happens here? Yeah. That That's kind of, in my opinion, because you, like the only way to have shorted that properly was to kind of buy PT, which is uh. kind of capital inefficient. And that's how you see this like massive dump, but you could easily have front run this easily have front run that you know what i mean right right so uh dolomite which you're talking about here's a screenshot of it um they're at they're adding ytglp yeah uh, which but is that efficient or is that like should i be buying glp mint, like splitting so what i could do is like buy glp and then just mint both tokens and deposit the yt into uh, here, right? There's a lot of different, uh, I guess, strategies yeah. you can use. Right? I'm, I'm not going to go into too, too much. Oh, yeah. financial well, advice. It looks like I, well, I'm, I'm not saying financial advice here, but like, it looks like if you take GLP and then you deposit in here, you can make 87% on the YT and then an extra 10% or 10% on the, uh, on the PT. So I, it looks like there's a ton of stuff to go do. Um, yep. yeah, yeah. Interesting. And growing the uh, our money market ecosystem for PT and YT is one of our key focus as well for our PDs. So right now you can you can see it's only supported by smaller money markets, um, Dolomite, uh, you have TimeSwap, and a bunch of others. But we are slowly moving up the ranks, getting more bigger money markets on board to support PT first because it's like pretty easy no brainer. We have the mm -hmm. oracles ready for them to plug in. So yeah, it's slowly gonna get, get gonna get the blue chips uh, on board to support PTs. So I see that you're on optimism. Is there any chance that you could say integrate with um, Quenta to like- If there's a yield bearing position, I think right now what we're looking, like I'm not speaking for myself personally, I'm very interested in, Getting stake as an X on Pendle if there's mm -hmm. a yield, interesting yield bearing position. So yeah, if there's, I mean, well, I was you, I was bringing can, up like the perpetuals, right? So like if you if you take like a, a let's just say you have ETH on Optimism, right, and you go to Quenta and you short it, right? 
there's a, a, a funding rate that you could essentially trade that on Pendle. As long as there's a yield bearing position, it is possible. It doesn't necessarily have to be a token. Hmm. As long as there's a position that generates yield, it is possible. Very but good. there's one limitation in the tech that if there's an, if, if there's a possibility of a prolonged negative yield, that might not be possible on Pendle because the principal takes a hit. PT holders takes a hit. Well, technically it is possible, but the outcome is not something that we want for PT holders because the notion here is you get fixed yield. But if you get fixed yield, but then the principal value tanks because of the negative yield that you're paying a funding rate, that's not the outcome that we want. So probably narrative-wise, it's not wise for us to support it now mm -hmm. because we can't make a negative value token on chain at the moment. So we can't, so funding rate is going to pay, you can't make debt on, uh, you can make a debt token unless you unless you collateralize uh -huh. something, which is right. why that tech is not possible yet on chain. Unless someone figure out a negative token uh, yeah. on chain, then probably sure. Uh, I've been really interested in, it especially is because you know that when when you do get uh, PT on these money markets, the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously you know long a fixed leg, and then you can like short a or like borrow. A, a variable, but if you can have fixed and fixed, well, that's uh, completely arbitrage, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, unfortunately, we don't have like futures markets yet. Like <laughs> all these, all these derivatives that we have on chain are these perpetuals. If we do have, if synthetics adds a, a futures market at some point, I mean, then you could, then you could really go to town by having, you know, fixed floating uh, for both, right? Uh, yeah. And you could do a lot of fun stuff. Hmm. There's definitely a lot of interesting strategies here uh, for people to explore. Um, we get we have a yield trading channel uh, in our Discord, and you get people out of nowhere creating a Discord account just for yield trade. And there's <laughs> definitely some add-ons that have been very familiar with trading and has come on board and sharing about crazy yield strategies. So yeah, I think the pool that when one has been trading a lot, the uh, GLP pool has been pretty efficient. Um, for, for I mean, if, efficient in a way that it gets fixed, it, get, it gets corrected very fast. Um, when there's, uh, or people can hop onto, you know, inefficiencies that can predict where the general public is going. Uh, efficient in that sense. So yeah, internally, a lot of the team members are also trading with GLP yields because, you know, we understand yield trading and we use our own protocol for our feedbacks. Hmm. Um, and you know, yesterday, wait, was it yesterday? Uh, we had on Hubert from StakeDAO as well too, uh, and they've integrated in uh, VE Pendle into their uh, like liquid vote lock system. Um, yep. How have you guys seen that develop? I mean, I know there's several uh, protocols that are that are integrating VE Pendle, uh, but it looks to be becoming like a bigger and bigger part of uh, this like vote lock like bribe uh, community. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I can share a little bit more on this uh, because I think there's a big part to it. I okay. To preface, I don't think all protocols should go with VE, the VE system. It's not for all protocols. It works for protocols if your TVL generates value for the underlying projects. So why do people want VE curve? Because voting for that pool, getting incentive on their pool, gives them uh, gives them benefit. If it doesn't, if your protocol doesn't generate that value to your underlying, there's no point. Now, I feel like we do because any TVL that goes into Pendle flows back down because we depend on yield-bearing tokens. So if you, our liquidity comes from yield-bearing tokens. Now, if you deposit Spark's protocol die to us, 
it gives TVL back to smart protocol. If you give LP token to us, it gives back TVL to your LP token, which increases your own TVL. So that's one thing that's helpful. That in turn creates demand for people to want to come in and want their pools to be on Panel. So people, we've seen quite a strong request on other protocols coming into Panel wanting to get their pools listed and you know them driving their own pools. Initially, we kind of asked them to lock fee Panel themselves, but now with all the liquid lockers coming up, They've been going to the liquid lockers to, um, you know, bribe these markets just because bribing markets are usually more efficient. So, that's what, to, your, to your question on how, how we're seeing, it's been very healthy actually, uh, pretty strong demand. I think at this point we are very much focusing on the permissionless aspect of the protocol. The protocol is already permissionless, just that the docs and everything are not cleaned up yet, and it's permissionless to the developers. Of course, we can create a UI for permissionless yield trading because it's a little bit too much for the retails to uh, grasp. So we're doubling down on the permissionless aspect so people can just come in and list their own pools without coming, without going through us. Uh, and yeah, get, getting the bright, bright markets sorted out by the liquid lockers. So yeah, that's kind of a high level overview of where the uh, overall VE pendle market is like. It's been pretty good to see that, but I think there's still quite a lot of room to grow, especially in terms of bribing, bribing efficiency. Yeah, the bribing efficiency and everything else that you talked about like really comes with size. I mean, like these smaller, you know, like when you guys have several billion dollars in here and yeah, uh, it'll it'll reach the efficiency that say like Curve has, right? Where it's very efficient. <laughs> yeah, the first yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I think at this point we are still pretty small. So, honestly speaking, if, if you I don't know what, if if you're like uh, running a big fund, you can just swing the entire votes like mad. I think the balancer way of doing things like capping uh, incentives to some pools. I think that's one way to do it. But um, yeah, there's still quite a lot, of, a lot of things for us to explore uh, to just improve the overall efficiency of the bribing market. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> uh, I see your question, Moon Moon, and uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that into the ether. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when Moon is making some, uh, choice comments in chat and, uh, we'll let, we'll let people guess on what, uh, what's going on. So, uh, well, that's great. Dan, thanks for coming. You're always such a great guest. This is your second time on Leviathan news and, uh, we, we really enjoy having you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's a pretty good chat. Yeah. And thank you, everybody else, Windmoon and DeFi Advisor Garrett. Always great to have you. Uh, and we'll be back on Monday. So touch grass, people. Amen. Cheers, guys. <laughs> and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We see you in the comments. And uh, we see you listening on Spotify and YouTube and everything else. Uh, please check us out. Give us a subscribe. And we'll see you later. Bye, folks. <laughs>